On this episode of Locked on Lightning, the Bolts win a big game on a big road trip. We talk about them being the master of their domain, the domain being the face-off circle, and the importance of that, as well as Nikita Kucherov. When will he stop scoring? He cannot seem to stop himself from scoring. We talk about that as all that coming up and more on today's episode of Locked on Lightning. Your Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Dankert. Thank you for joining us on today's episode on Locked On Lightning. We are going to be talking about the big win in Seattle, the incredible face-off performance. We talk about that, how much of a big part that played in that game, as well as Nikita Kucherov just completely continuing to impress us on a day-to-day basis. We get into all that. On this episode of Locked On Lightning, but first I want to remind you that today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Download Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On NHL to get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. So, as always, I would like to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form. We are also available on YouTube, so if you want to subscribe to us on that, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification button as soon as the newest episode drops, and drop a comment below this video or any video, as well as hit that thumbs up button, and so that helps us grow, that helps us continue to reach new listeners and new followers across Lightning Nation. So we're looking, or mildly reflecting back on this previous weekend's win up in Seattle on this very, very difficult road trip that I feel is, and I probably say this a lot more often than I should, but I I feel like every West Coast road trip is very important, and this one is very well, especially anytime you go up into Western Canada. I think that, especially if you're an East Coast team, especially if your team is kind of struggling in the way that the lightning have throughout the course of the season thus far i feel like you know what better way to kind of get yourself back into the swing of things than a trip up to western canada so just to summarize this road trip for everybody in case you're not familiar the lightning started things off in nashville and boom up to seattle uh, and then tomorrow night they'll be in vancouver followed by thursday up in edmonton and then finishing things off in Calgary on the 16th and on Saturday. And I feel like it's an it, it's it's important because you know you're going up against very good teams. Any anytime you play against teams in the Pacific, I I think that you know it's very good competition. And and being a team that's an Eastern Conference team, regardless of if it's game one of the road trip or it's game four of the road trip or whatever, four or five, whatever. I I feel like it's it's always going to be difficult for an eastern conference team to really continuously play well out there and that's because of the time zone obviously you know the lightning are three hours uh behind so you know 
what might be a seven o'clock game to the the home team is a ten o'clock game for them. And you know what? I get it. These guys are professionals. They should be able to roll with the tides. But at the end of the day, they're humans. And and you know, given how much of a, a momentum wise game it is uh, for for the Lightning as well as just hockey in general, you know, being out there and not bringing the most energy because you're sleep deprived, you know, it, it takes people a couple of days to get acclimated to that. And just as you, you know, you might be a person like me, where if I was on that kind of road trip, I probably wouldn't get acclimated till probably the Calgary game. And by then, uh, you know, you might've won, might've lost the first three games, but the lightning after losing five, one to the predators, they go up to Seattle, who is a very good team, who is a team that, you know, it, it if we're going to call them, I don't think we could say just yet that they're one of the better teams in the NHL. I think they're right outside the top five. They're definitely in the top 10, but it's a team where, and I threw up the stats on Friday. I said that, you know, the Lightning have been thus far going up to that point. We're undefeated and also undefeated in regulation. Let me Let me correct myself there undefeated in regulation against Seattle and then outscoring Seattle eight to two in their own building. And, you know, we could also attribute that to their first season where they were abysmal. So you could look at that deficit and take it as it is. Um, but having said that this was a close game, uh, the lightning, uh, went out there and, and, you know, they, they played a very measurable game, a game that in which I have really highly touted them to to you know huge lengths over the last couple of weeks because really we we've spoken about this lightning team whether it's against lower level teams or teams just like a seattle kraken or a boston bruins or you know you you name the team out there um a, a pittsburgh penguins you could even go back to the dallas stars game what the lightning have been doing well and i think they're finally catching on is they're going out and just kind of taking it inch by inch. And I'm not talking about necessarily the length of the ice. I'm just talking about building up towards doing good things. And that could be just by winning face-offs, which we will talk about in the second segment of the show. Uh, but it even amounts to just play along the boards, owning your net. And what I mean by that is just, you know, blocking shooting lanes which we have seen the lightning doing a very good job of uh they did a very good job of that in in this game they they had 22 block shots as opposed to seattle's 14 which tells you that seattle despite scoring three goals in this game had a tough go of it even if you didn't watch this game you could tell i could tell you with confidence that you know if you if you ever miss out on a lightning game and you want to see how well they did whether it was win or lose or whatever the case may be. In this case, they won, and they won in overtime, which was a very hard-fought game. You always look at the uh, the block shots because that will kind of tell you what kind of mindset this Lightning team is in because when they make the conscious effort to go out there and block shots and, and something that they haven't really been doing a good job of since Ryan McDonough was traded away, uh, since you know Jan Ruda also left, um, when you look at this lightning team, the block shots, you know, that means everybody's getting involved. They're sacrificing their bodies. And at the same time, you also look at the giveaways and the takeaways. Most, most more, you got to look at the takeaways. They had seven, which means that they were forcing turnovers. They were blocking shots, forcing turnovers, 
playing good defense in their own zone, uh, in the neutral zone as well. And that's what kept them in this game. You know, even though they might have not necessarily have played well in other facets of their game, you look at that that power play percentage, not so good. It's at a zero. Uh, 0 for 2, I talked about how there was such a need for this Lightning team to play well on special teams. Um, they didn't do well on the power play, but at the same time, on the penalty kill, I thought they played phenomenal. You know, going one for five, uh, four for five, I think is any on on any occasion that you do that, you got to pat yourself on the back on the back and say you did a good job because you know, uh, especially when when a team like Seattle has has so many opportunities in a game like this that you know even though at one point the Lightning were up two nothing, this was a tight game for them and for them to you know it, it wasn't. You know, something had to give. You know, I'm not going to say that this team played bad in the second period because, like I said, Seattle is a good team. And and even when they were down 2 nothing, I kind of expect that, you know, this the Seattle team is going to come back and, and make a game of this. And sure did did they. Not only did they come back, but they scored three unanswered goals. And then we get a, a very good uh, midway uh, goal through the third from, from Nick Paul to tie things up on a tip-in, uh, which is kind of starting to become his signature now. Um, really, this was a very good hockey game. This was a good hockey game for the Lightning. If they lost or win, I or won this game, I would have been very optimistic about how they would have played. Because as as much as I I, I really emphasized the the point home that this Lightning team needed to get off to a good start and, and needed to perform well on this road trip, um, and you know it's an ideal start, you know. I'm not really counting the Nashville game. I'm more so looking at the Seattle game as the start of this West Coast trip. The fact that they not only won this game, but they played well, and they kind of stuck true to the things that have been working for them for the most part over the past week tells me that this team is starting to learn its lesson. It's starting to pay attention consciously to what it is doing. And it's also showing me that the coaches are paying attention because we've seen many performances from this lightning team where in, in just this scenario where, you know, they lose five, one, it was a four, one game. Uh, really, you know, I'm not going to count the empty net goal to Nashville again, a team that I said that was, you know, you don't come up if you don't come out of the gates playing well and get to the goaltender a couple of times in the first, uh, this is going to be a very, very, hard game to win and you know we saw just that a performance from uc soros that was great and yeah you know you have the drop off in goaltending there for seattle you know you don't have a top three goaltender there in net for you on any given night um they had philip grubauer who yes he's a good goaltender um i thought he played very well in this game but at the same time he you know he's no soros We've seen multiple scenarios with this Lightning team where they go from a goaltender like Soros to Grubauer. Um, not necessarily those names, but that that drop off and maybe, I guess, talent. And the Lightning have just completely fallen on their face, uh, not being prepared. But what they really did in this game, uh, they, they really did a very good job. Not only playing well, playing the right way, getting off to a good start, but also being able to pick themselves back up after giving up three straight goals and coming back and winning this game in overtime. So a phenomenal win in overtime for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, we hope to see more of this on the road trip. They got Edmonton coming up next. And, you know, we all know 
I mean, I'm sorry. They got Vancouver coming up next, who are no slouches. They got Edmonton right after. And those two teams are just really tough. You got one who could very well be a cup contender by the end of the year and another one who has one of the best players on the planet. Uh, so no easy feats ahead of them here on this West Coast road trip for the Tampa Bay Lightning. So let me know in the comments below what you thought about this game. How do you feel coming out about it? Uh, we got a lot more topics to cover before we wrap things up. We got uh, the face-off uh, importance. I mean, in this game, it was phenomenal. And then we got, of course, Nikita Kucherov, the star of the game, uh, coming uh, at the end of the episode. We're going to talk about that and, and all of that. His performance is two-goal performance at home. So we'll talk about that coming up in just a little bit. But first, I'm going to talk about one of our sponsors on today's show, and that is our friends over at eBay Motors. Now, passion, drive, and patience is what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors does everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and, and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Motors guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. So as always, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and like and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow. Wherever podcasts are distributed in audio form, we're also available on YouTube. So if you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow on that as well. Drop a comment below this episode. Let me know what you think of this this big win on, on this big road trip. Like I said, anytime the Lightning go out to the West Coast, it is very, very important for them to get off to a good start. And... I thought that, <laughs> you know, winning in overtime against a team such as the Seattle Kraken, who are one of the better teams in the NHL, not the best, but I will say a very tough team, as we saw in this game, coming back down from three, uh, from two nothing, scored three straight goals. Thought it was a very good performance by both teams. And and really, when I look at this game, when I look at this this game against the Kraken, really, and, and the case could be made, you know, with, with block shots and good goaltending, Vasilevsky, I thought, played well in this one. Um, but really what it comes down to, when if you got to single out one thing, in my mind, I mean, this is just me, but I feel and I know that the reason why the Lightning won this game at the end of the day was the face-offs. And I think when the Lightning are masters of their own domain, using a little Seinfeld reference there for any of you who are wondering why I'm saying that, it's always, I feel like to me, they play their best games when they are just absolutely dominating the face-off circle uh, to, to really be able to go out there against a good team. Now, I haven't watched a whole ton of Seattle this year, but I could only go off what the Lightning have done from their side 
to go out there and almost hit 60% in the faceoff circle is absolutely wild to me. Um, and, and the two guys that really stuck out to me in this game who are really have have really helped this team since they've been in the mix for the Lightning since they were brought to this team uh, have been Luke Glendening and Nick Paul. And when those two guys are winning faceoffs, I mean, <clears throat> just to put it in perspective, Paul was 64% the other night, and Glenn Denning was almost at 62. And, I mean, let, let me just talk about Glenn Denning this year thus far. I mean, Glenn Denning has really, you know, he's had his ups and downs this year, but I, I think that this team has gotten somewhat exponentially better just in that perspective, in that that part of their game that I feel like has really plagued them in years past. And I feel like Glenn Denning, even though he plays on the fourth line, I think he, he has really led the way in that regard. I think that, you know, we've started to see somewhat of a quiet shift towards a team who could really, really uh, be able to win faceoffs consistently, because that's the one thing I feel like the lightning could at least bail themselves out on you know regardless if, if they're just having a bad game or if they're just not able to to get things going here and there uh if they're going through a rut like we kind of saw them do in the second period i think that that's the one thing they could always kind of hang their hats on alongside with blocking shots is 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 really be able to to win faceoffs, and i think that Going down the line, and this kind of goes back to my whole point that I've kind of brought up on this podcast, not only this se season, but last season, I think it's always important for the Lightning to kind of be in a playoff mindset. And I know to uh, some degree, we've seen with, you know, President's Trophy winners, that that could be somewhat exhausting for a team throughout the course of an 82-game season. And I completely get that, but for a team like the Lightning – who kind of tiptoes on the line of mediocrity and greatness. I feel like it is very important for this team to kind of drive home the point of we got to play the way we during the regular season that we would play during the playoffs. And I think that it all starts, especially with playoff hockey, it always starts with face-offs face and block shots. Because I feel like, especially with this Lightning team, who we've spoken to exhaustion here on this podcast about how talented they are offensively, and and especially now this year with Kucherov, with the season he's having, Point's having a great season, Hagel's having a great season, Paul's been playing phenomenal this year. Um, to have that kind of ace in your back pocket and Luke Lindenning and Nick Paul being able to win faceoffs for you in big time spots. I mean, we'll, I, I would guarantee you that down the line, especially in playoff games, when the lightning are able to make the line change in big situations, I wouldn't be shocked. And, and even down the road, if, if Cooper, whether he wants to go to the full on third line change in that situation, or, he wants to throw like a like a like a Nick Paul out there with with Kucherov and and point and possibly a Stamkos. Um, 
I mean, I'm very curious how how that line would work out if if you know maybe if they're on the special teams, but uh, I'm talking more about like even strength. But that's something that I think is a huge plus plus for this team. I think that it can't be overemphasized how important the faceoff percentage is for this team. I mean, when you look at the Tampa Bay Lightning with their faceoff percentage wins this year, I mean, they are in the top 10 in the league, and, and right now they currently rank ninth, uh, surprisingly behind the San Jose Sharks, who are one of the worst teams in the league. Um, but you look at the other teams, looking past that, you look at the Dallas Stars, the Devils, the Leafs, uh, and the Rangers, who are the top team in the league, um, it, it's it's really kind of it, it should really be um, a thing that Lightning fans should look at and kind of feel better about, especially if as long as this team is is doing like I've always said, if as long as this team is doing the little things well and and doing you know their job to try to control the puck throughout the course of the game, because I think that's the thing that at sometimes they do a tremendous job of doing and then also do on the other hand just have a an atrocious time of doing i think puck possession is is just really it, it is really a, a vital part and it with this team you know there's other teams that could kind of have little to no puck possession and be able to be able be able to go out there and score and the lightning just aren't that team but the the lightning beam will being able to go out there and win faceoffs not only consistently, but if you could win them at like a fifty clip or even fifty-five, uh, and maybe I'm a little, maybe I'm spoiling myself a little bit there, or kind of overpredicting. If they could kind of be in that ballpark of fifty-five, or or at least even maybe play a little bit with with a close to sixty on on you know every other night, you're putting yourself in a good situation not only to score goals and and play good defense, but to also get your goaltender going and and not the most important thing win games and and that's what i really think is going to be one of the vital things that is really going to help this team down the line especially when vasileski because we all know it's coming uh, when when he's not going to be able to play uh well because he's going to have his games where he's we're going to have to scratch our heads and say what in god's name is he doing out there so a phenomenal job from the Tampa Bay Lightning be able to go out there and dominate the faceoff circle. Uh, looking just just another situation this year in which I've seen the Lightning have sparks of playoff vibes and and be able to do that, jump out to a big lead, give up three, and then come back, score, and then win in overtime. <clears throat> it, it's phenomenal, and and it's a very positive thing, especially when you're on a big road trip such as this. So let me know in the comments below what you think about that, and hopefully the Lightning could keep up this momentum <clears throat> with their with their play. So coming up in just a little bit, we'll be talking about Nikita Kucherov. Surprise, surprise, scoring two goals in his last game against Seattle Kraken, including the game winner in overtime. We talk about all of that as well as his continued success this season. And you know, it, it's starting to look like he might start to be able to lock up the Hart Trophy. In, in at this rate in a couple of months so we'll see if he could keep that pace up in just a bit but first i want to talk about our last sponsor of the day and that is our friends over at the sleeper app now listen what an nhl new nhl season brings all sorts of possibilities nikita kutroff could score 50 goals 
you the lightning could hoist the stanley cup and you could win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the locked on nhl network sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with sleeper you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy contests uh what is better than seeing your favorite player go out there in Nikita Kudrov and score, and then you could win 100 times the money that you put on him. So all you have to do is pick Kuch, Point, and I'm going to say Nick Paul, and to record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Uh, just a reminder that to, to win a 100 times bet on sleeper, you need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Lightning fans. You can win a hundred times your money playing daily daily fantasy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks so you could start winning big. So use the promo code locked on NHL. You'll get up to a hundred dollars match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. So wrapping things up on the show today. Uh I hope to hear from all you soon. I feel like it's been a little bit quiet out there on our YouTube page. Uh, if you want to get in touch with me personally with a, with a question, uh, I would love to do a, a mailbag uh, soon to end the end the year. Um, <clears throat> you could reach out to me on Twitter at Danky Dank, D-E-N-K-Y-D-8-N-K. You could either tweet to me with a question or you could message me on the side. Either or, I will I will respond right away and we'll answer it on the next episode. So go ahead and do that. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast. As always, you can follow us on any audio outlet as well as uh, our YouTube page. Subscribe to that as well. So we're wrapping things up with Nikita Kucherov. Uh, surprise, surprise. I mean, the hero of this game uh, just continues to amaze me. I mean, it, we're talking about a guy who has, in one year at one point, not only won the heart, but he won the Pearson and the Ross. And then on top of that, he he had a 128 goals, uh, 128 goals. I've been saying 128 points. And this year he is leading the 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 entire league in all three offensive top three offensive stats, goals, assists, points. I mean, the fact that this guy could potentially hit the 55 point, maybe I'm being a little bit crazy with this unless he in, 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 unless he could have maybe a couple of monster games from now until next week could potentially hit the 60 point mark before christmas i i mean this guy is just he's on another level this year and the fact that he just continues to score like like it's a video game is just it it's something that i dread that at one day we will hate to have seen it all end it i mean the guy is still very much in the prime of his career but as we all know at hockey um it it, it only takes a year or so to 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 really kind of fall off the wagon there but i mean cooch is just playing out of his mind um and the thing that really impresses me uh with him is that he has just been able to really just go out there and 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 really just have the team revolve around him in in a way where it's not like what we've seen with other some other star players where he is just going out there and and he is just doing a phenomenal job of keeping 
everybody involved. And, and I think that really says a lot about the type of player that he is. And, and just to kind of put in perspective how well he's been playing, let alone in the month of December, uh, through five games, he has eight points and four goals. And three of those goals that he has scored have eventually been game winners, if not game winners. And <clears throat> his shot percentage is 15, 15.4%, which I believe league league average is about 10, 12. So that shows you how crazy of a, of a December he has, has had. And the, the crazy thing about this, and it's also the scariest thing, with him, it, it's it's kind of one of those things where, like I said, he makes everybody better around him. Um, he does a good job, as you can see on any given night, of of just you know doing what he's got to do to go out there, score goals, put up points, create chances, whatever, whether it be for himself or not. And you see it, the fact, I mean, because like you look at his last, it, it, the entire games of december all of which instead except for the pittsburgh game he has five or more shots and that tells you that not only is he making it a point to go out there and do what he's got to do to get himself going but the fact that the lightning are winning games and it's not like he's scoring three and the lightning are winning you know three one or three two or whatever he's going out there and he's getting guys involved and the thing that is scary and that I think that has also really hurt the lightning in the past is that he's so good at being that guy that could kind of just do anything to get his teammates started. It, it kind of scares me that, you know, with his history of being injured here and there, that he's going to get injured at the worst time. But I, I'm, I'm optimistic because I think the way he has played this year I, I think that this is the best shape he's ever been in. And he's also doing a lot of, he, he's playing a 200 foot game, which tells you a lot, but he's not doing too much. You know, he's not going out there and trying to lay big hits. He's doing little things along the boards, which really impressed me for a guy who is the top goal scorer in the league and the top point maker in the league. And it, and it really shows you just how vital of a cog he is in the lightning machine. So it, it, it's one of those things where I hope, you know, he continues to play well and he continues to put up the points and just build upon this MVP season that he is having right now. Because I firmly believe, I mean, Connor McDavid will make a run. I, I, I'm definitely sure of it. Um, he missed a couple of weeks. He was out for a couple of weeks, but I still firmly believe that make you, you can never count Connor McDavid out of the conversation of points. Um, in the NHL just because of just how heavily he is involved in this Edmonton Oiler in the Edmonton Oilers squad. Uh, and we'll see him in a couple of games. Uh, but just Nikita Kucherov, I, I, I think at this point you it would be almost an injustice. And because, you know, obviously the media, the mass media in, in hockey, as we are all accustomed here on this show to of of seeing, you know, they they don't really talk about the lightning that much. They'll Maybe they'll throw out an article here and there and say, oh, Nikita Kucherov's great. Look what he did last night. And that's it. It's just crickets for the rest of the week or the month in, in, unless he were to have a highlight goal. But I think Nikita Kucherov is the future MVP of this season. I think that he could potentially score 120 points uh, at this rate. I think possibly more, maybe 130. Who knows? Uh, 
I mean, he he could potentially have uh, a 50-70 season, which would be absolutely insane, maybe even more than that in the assist department. So we'll just have to keep an eye. I mean, there's really no limit of what he can do uh, in terms of points this year. So let me know in the comments below what you think about all of that. Uh, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk about the Canucks game, some of the other players on this team who have been playing phenomenal. We may have talked about them before, and we may have not. So you got to tune in for that. So as always, hit that notification button if you're listening to us on an audio app or on an app-based uh, streaming service. And we'll be back on tomorrow. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked on Lightning, part of Locked on Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. We'll talk to you in the next one.